Okay, good evening everyone. Thanks for joining once again. So previously we had a few shiurim discussing the halachas of schayra b'davar asr, that one is not allowed to do business with non-kosher food. So we went through a number of considerations. So let's say you were underwriting a deal from a halacha standpoint. You would have to consider, number one, does this business make money from isurim d'araisa, which would include nevelos, atrefes, shkatsim, ramasim, things that are you know, non-kosher uh, on a deraisa level. If it's only asim and rabbanan, it would be mutter. So a person could own a cheese factory that's making gvinas akum, which is asim and rabbanan, but it wouldn't be a problem to own that business. Number two, if it's not oimid la'achila, if it's not something that's typically used for food, even if it's technically non-kosher sourced, that would be mutter. We spoke about how we define schayra, feeding your, your animals, feeding even payalim, typically if you're at a construction site and you have to get them lunch because you took them somewhere, so then you have to, so that, that wouldn't be called schayra according to many paiskim. But if you're trading something, you're using it as a, a way to start a conversation, as a gift, so that is co- included in schayra. There's a hetar of kemetzel miyadam, you have a client who is, n- is not paying you, and the only way you're ever going to see money that is owed to you as if he, he'll, he'll give you his, uh, his truckload of non-kosher food. So halakhically, you are allowed to take that. It's similar to the heter of Nizdam Nulay, which we'll talk in, about in a minute. But in that case, a person has to get rid of it as soon as possible. You have to uh, unload it, sell it to, the, to, to a buyer quickly, not to be over the Isra of Maris Ayin. People are going to think that you went into a new line of business because you have a truckload of non-kosher items. The most controversial uh, discussion was the question of Nizdam Nulay, which the Mishnah clearly says, if it's not, wasn't your intention, you're a tzayid, you're simply going to trap fish and you caught something as bycatch, so you are allowed to sell that. So we spoke about how far does that extend to? Do we only care about the kavana, the kavana of the person in, in, the, in the business? Do we care about the ikr of the business? That, that was the heter of the Archa Shochan, and this is a kind of iron, a very big heter, which we don't paskin like, but it is something to think about, at least on a B'diyavid level, alimatzchos, or perhaps in conjunction with other considerations, and that is that if the main business is not the food service of a nursing home, or the main business in a gas station is the gas and cigarettes and, uh, and soda, but of course they have to sell some roller food, so the Zikhan Aaron and the Archa Shochan and a few other Achorinim were makel, but the consensus, you know, come out of, come out of all the Paiskim, is not like that. That if you're ordering something bekvias, how could you call that nizdam nulei? Rav Moshe left room for someone who has a one-time opportunity. Let's say he's a caterer, and assuming there's no maris ayin or the like, he's doing some waspi event, you know, on a golf course somewhere. There's no yid in there. There's no maris ayin. He'll use a different name, but they said we need to have some uh, some pork, some. Uh, what's it called, porks in a blanket, or something like that as part of the food service, and he's going to lose a major client. So in that case, Ramosha felt that that, that would be considered as damnulay. But for him to advertise that he has a second uh, catering business that does treif as well, so that would be that would be also, that's Bederach Kvius. And he said the same thing would be if you have a supermarket or a gas station to always stock the shelves with things that are also, that you don't have any hetter. So today, we'll wrap up the, the topic We'll discuss briefly, and we're not going to spend too much time discussing what, what some of the options are for people in this situation. And then we'll move on to some other questions or other considerations in this sugya of 
Schayra Bedaver Aser. Hi, Rabavi. Good to see you. A question: if, if I buy trapes for my dog, right, right, I, I'm re- I'm not a businessman, right? I bought it, and now I have like extra whatever, and someone says, "Oh, you have extra chicken? Can I buy it off of you for five dollars?" So, on a simple level, you could call it in his domnulay that I didn't plan on buying this to sell it. It would be like a matana. I have leftover stuff, so I could sell it. Now, either way, if it's dog food. So then you're allowed to sell the chachila, seeing as trafe chicken, right? Because if it's dog food, let's say you own a pharmacy, you know, you're not selling any roller hot dogs or anything like that, but you want to stock dog food in a CVS or a Walgreens, so halachli you could. Even though it's trafe, it's not oimela achila for people. But you're right, if someone has Purdue chicken or chicken from Stop and Shop, which is 100%, you know, real novella, one is not allowed to eat that is the rice, so you can't do schayr with it. But in your situation, it would probably, I didn't think about your case beforehand, but I, w- I would assume that would be the same heter as if someone got a matana and now he has leftover, then he's allowed to sell it. But if, if you start thinking about that when you buy it, I'll buy this amount and I'll have extra for my neighbors, that, that would, you're already going into a business. That's not the point. Right, exactly. So if let's say you have leftover things, you bought something, a snack that you thought your dog was going to eat, it was trafe and he's not eating it, and you could sell it on eBay or something like that. So that would be that would be a hetter of nizdamnulay. You're not going into the business. You just have some leftover items. If you look at the rishonim, it might not fit according to every shita, but I think that's how we paskin based on the sugya of matana. Okay. The next question is, what should a person do? Let's say you're in a nursing home business. An integral part of the business, as I mentioned several times, is the food service. Many of their ratings and their senses comes with you know the food service in mind, and you have to provide a good food service. And it's 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 almost. Uh, economically unfeasible to serve kosher with hashkacha, forget about it. That's not happening in most in most nursing homes. There are some from Yudin that only that only that only uh, serve kosher and and uh, good for them. And taka, if a person could do that and still make a parnasa, that's the best thing to do. But let's say you're not doing that. Is there any hazard to use some type of shtar shabbos, some type of uh, shutfis? Revenue sharing, hetem mechira, is there anything that could be done in this situation? So I want to spend just a few minutes to talk about what the nursing homes do for Shabbos. Blinether, I do plan on going through this, you know, the ins and outs, when it's necessary, why it's necessary, what are the different options, which one's the best option as far as Hacha Shabbos goes, and that we'll probably spend a few weeks discussing that. So go through Schar Shabbos, Amir Lenachri, Shlichos, Maris Ayin, there's so many different parts of that question, but let's work backwards. Let's discuss what people do. And most people have some type of Schar Shabbos, uh, Shtar, Shtar Shabbos, if they're from and they have any awareness of what's going on in the business halacha world, they know they have to have some type of star. The same way you need some type of heter iska, you need some type of star shabbos. So there are a few different types of star of shabbos, of staris that people use. Let's discuss some of them, and we'll see if this would help us in our case. Would a star shabbos, can you just throw in an addendum to that star to include the non-kosher food as part of the sale. Meaning a person has a hotel and and or he has a nursing home and part of the business is going to be he doesn't want to violate what it says in Simon Kofi Zion. What should he do? So one thing that you see that people are, have, have certain setups and businesses is that they have a non-Jew who's an Aris. An Aris is a sheer cropper. In, 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 uh, on, a, on a basic level, there's profit or revenue sharing and 
This would this works well, let's say in a law firm or something like that, where he there's a anytime he works, he's doing it al das atzma because he gets a, a profit, he gets a chilek in the revenue, and that's a very simple answer for many businesses. The one problem, the one challenge with an aris is that you are not allowed to tell the aris explicitly to work on Shabbos. And when you're dealing with healthcare or hospitality and nursing homes, you, you definitely need it to be open on Shabbos. So it's, it's as if you're telling him to be open on Shabbos. So an aris doesn't help you in that case. Let's say you had a law firm and you had a non-Jewish partner. Uh, your law firm could be open on Shabbos. Again, excluding Maris Ayin and all the Hilcha Shabbos parts of it, but Aris would help typically in that situation because he doesn't have to work on Shabbos. If he decided to do it, it's Adas Atzma because he's an Aris. He's making profit. There's profit sharing there. That's one thing that people consider by nursing homes usually doesn't work out because of this issue that you're basically telling them to work on Shabbos. You have another question of Shutfis. Let's say you have a partnership, a real partnership. There's two... Two people, they go into a partnership together. One is a Yid and one is a Nachri. So this is found in the earlier Rishonim. This was a very simple Eitzah. In Simon Reishmem, hey, the Shulchan Aruch says, when you form the partnership, the Yisrael and the Nachri get together. At the closing table, they clearly show that there's going to be a delineation of the prophets. Shabbos Nyantav goes to the guy, and you figure out the rest of the week goes to the Yid. Obviously, maybe you'll, you'll split that depending on how the how you're going to set up the partnership, but if that is done from the onset, hakomoidim that it's good that it would work. The question is that only works in halacha if they actually split the revenue like that. That means the nachri is taking home Shabbos yantif, and you think about it Friday night and Saturday, but only until shki, only until tzeis. Rabbi Nudamzman, right? There's all this. You actually have to calculate how that how that is split. The Moshe. In, uh, in a few different places, Ramosha Feinstein says clearly that it doesn't have to be that you split it, but it has to be feasible to actually calculate it. Meaning, if they were, would get audited by some rabbi, and he would say, okay, so show me, I'm joking about the rabbi, but if, if they needed to show and document where the money is going, where the money is coming from, if they, that could be done to split the Shabbos and Yontif uh, and, and, uh, and, and the rest of the week, to, to clearly show which one, what, what money's coming in on Shabbos and Yontif and what's not. So then when they don't do that, that's just an easy way out. You know what, it's too expensive to start, you know, extra journal entries and bookkeeping. Let's not do that. But if you can't calculate it, the business is set up in a way that it's impossible to split these two things out, then it will be also to have that type of shutfus. Now, for food service, depending on the the facility. There are some assisted living facilities where the there's money that comes in every time a meal is served. So you could theoretically uh, split out the money coming from this part of the business and that part of the business if that is the case. So if you have a real partnership, there, there is actually two different partners, one's Jewish, one's non-Jewish, two real partners, then it would work for our case. And as long as you could show on Shabbos, you know, you could split it for Shabbos as well, that would work. Now, to split it post-purchase, meaning let's say someone already has this business, and now they tell the guy, let's go split it, so many places can say that's really a harama, because you know that's never happening. There's no one, no one's actually calculating anything, and it's much more difficult to, 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 uh, to convince anyone that that's not a real harama. So most, we have to look in the Arach HaShokhan HaShabbos, it seems like we are... What are you doing to trade off? Like, you're trading really... 
you'll make the money on Shabbos, so I'll make the money on Monday. So you, you, you can't do that, that, that won't, you can't do that specific, uh, you can't do that, that I, you're working here and I'm working there because then I'm making money that, that then I am, the reason why you can't I'm do that. I'm Shabbos to, to barter my money. Right, right so you saying. can't do that. It has to be that we're just splitting the, uh, the, the Shabbos and Yontif money is going to you. So, so initially if you're buying, if I'm telling the partner you're buying Shabbos, and Yontif initially, and I'm buying the rest of the time. So no problem. But can't. Right. So the problem is only when they're when they're together, and now I want to switch switch it around. I'm kind of bothering Shabbos for for a week. Right, right. It's also getting time you have issues over there because I'm telling you to work on Shabbos and I want you to work on Shabbos so that I could get the other days. What about nurses? Nurses do it all the time. They say, you take the Shabbos, I'll take your Monday. Or they're switching around for each Yeah, other. so there, that's a little different because the nurse is allowed, she's doing it Das Atzma, she's, she's getting paid. It's a little different. I hear. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that when we get to the, 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 the nitty-gritty uh, details in Hilcha Shabbos. But that is another option that people do regarding Shutfas. There is... Do you take him in before you start or after you start? Once you take him in, you take him in, though. So... One could, it's more of a harama after the fact. It's just not happening. There's no, there's no splitting up. I, I believe that's how the Archa Shulchan explains it. But there, there are some places that are make to do it afterwards. But it's not a Rama. You mean it. You're going to get the Rebbe. So if you know, if you talk to do that, you're, you're talking splitting it up. So then as long as you're not, you're not getting into Tamil and Achri issues where I'm telling him specifically to work on Shabbos. So then if I'm splitting it up that you get the Shabbos and Sunday, uh, the, Shabbos, the, Friday, the, the Friday night Shabbos and Yantiv part of it, you own the business for that chilek, and I own the other part, that would work. The, uh, the other option is a hetter, what we call a hetter mechira, where you sell or you lease the business. Now, you're not going to lease the entire business. Typically, you would just sell the operations of the business. So how does that work? So let's say you have, uh, we'll call him a high-tiered t- high employee. So you make him a, uh, you basically tell him, okay, you're, you're going to be an owner of this business. I'll sell, let's say you have a home, I'm going to sell it to you for $10 million. Okay, but you don't have $10 million. So how about this? We will set it up that it's interest-only payments for the lifetime of, uh, of this loan, 30 years, 40 years, with a balloon payment of whatever the, uh, the market value is of that amount. And when push comes to shove, you could either default on a loan and I'll just take back the home, or you could pay out whatever the fair market value of the home is. But until that point, you're paying interest-only payments starting from now. Now, in lieu of paying interest-only payments, what the set, what the starists usually do is that the interest is calculated based on the net, net profit. So the partner, he's not a partner, but the owner, the, the new owner of the nursing home, he owns the nursing home. It's, so it used to be Yaeli's nursing home. Now it's Bob's nursing home, but Bob has to pay. He doesn't have any money, so he's paying in 30 years from now, has a balloon payment that's due. So he signed the contract, like a contract for deed in 30 years from now. And he has interest-only payments. And the interest-only payments are based on how much the, the profit is. Now, that's very helpful for Shabbos. It does not help you for Chametz, because in that case, the Yid is mamish getting Hanah from the Chametz. If the Chametz was not used 
if, there, if, the, if hummus wasn't used on Pesach and the prophets would go down because they wouldn't have, they would have lousy food service, they served matzah to these old people and, and, uh, and, and the reviews went down, so he's actually benefiting from the hummus. He's actually making money on the hummus. But if the profit is not based on how much, I'm sorry, if the interest... Why is the guy benefiting? Why is he benefiting? He just happens to have a, he just defaulted on it, that's all. Which case? No, he's, he's only hive in the contract. He only has to pay interest. The, the, there's no interest. It's a floating rate. It's a floating rate interest-only payment. Yeah, but who owns the, the business? The guy at that point. When the Chambas is the Pesach, the guy owns the business, right? In but you still can't get Hana. So as far as Shoira is, is military, but this is Isra Hana of Chambas, I'm getting Hana that I'm only getting paid if Chambas was used. I can't do that. I'm setting up a case where I'm only getting paid if Chambas was used. Let's see what's up with He's he's doing business with others. I'm only getting paid with that amount, but it helps you for Shabbos, and that's a that's a classic eitzah uh, uh, that uh, many many places can go with this hetem mechira business. Now, when it comes to Shabbos, or Moshe Feinstein points this out, when it comes to Hilcha Shabbos, usually even though Shabbos is Shabbos, we're usually only dealing with Yisurim derabanan. Amir lenachri is asum derabanan. Schar Shabbos is isur derabanan. What? I know it. Oh. Many, many halachas of Shabbos are only Asr and Rabbanon. But when it comes to Shaira Bedavar Asr, in that case, you're dealing with an Isr Daraisa. And by Isurim Daraisa, we don't like to do Harama. Now, this is a real Harama because everyone knows Bob is not buying the business. And what? He's paying the interest only payments based on profit. And the, he's not even have, doesn't have a contract for deed that's a fixed price on the asset for 30 years from now. He's going to have to pay the fair market value in 30 years from now. So what type of investment is that? Is that? It doesn't make any sense. What is, he, what is he gaining by investing in this? It doesn't make any sense. And the whole thing is a harama. And therefore, when it comes to Shabbos, we could be makel l'chaira, that harama isurim derabonon, we find precedent to that in many areas in halacha. When it comes to isurim deraisa, we are much more machmer. Now, some places can say, what do you mean? When we do mechiras chametz, that's also a harama. The guy has no interest in buying your old Cheerios, but we do a mechiras chametz. So isn't that also a harama? So the person can say a few different terutsim. One tarot says, okay, chametz is a one-time shot. So harama one time, that's the minog, okay? Some say, fakir, don't sell chametz gummer. Because you're right, chametz is a harama, and many people do not sell uh, uh, chametz. Many in the yeshiva world, based on the minog they don't sell chametz. While others say, very simple eitzah, that the mechira is piggybacking on the fact that I did bittel. Midaraisa the bittel ba amasagi. I already did bittel, so I don't own the chametz anymore. I'm never going to be over by rabbi matzah because I did bittel. We do a mechira as, as extra credit, so to say, but it's only based on the rabbonans because chazal were masakin, even if you did bittel to do beer. So instead of doing beer, I'm doing mechira's chametz. But I'm not really relying on mechira's chametz by an isudar, right? So that's how many places can deal with that. And there would be more reason, interestingly, more reason to be machmer for a hilcha uh, standpoint than the Hilcha Shabbos, which is count, counterintuitive. Most people would say, oh, Shabbos, you, know, she, you definitely need to have a Shtar Shabbos because how could he be open on Shabbos? On the other hand, most of the halachas in Shabbos is only Asr Mitarabana, meaning the halachas of running a nursing home, keeping it open. Well, you're in shul, you're eating chalant, you're not doing any malacha biyadayim. It would all be shlichus, amir lanachri, maris ayin, not, not things that we want to do, but harama would be a little more you know, uh, simple, simpler in, in that case. Now, there are many other problems with this. When you sell or you lease a, the company to Bob, if Bob is not licensed to run a nursing home or assisted living facility, you know, hopefully the it is licensed, but if the Nakhri is not licensed, you got problems. Additionally, if the insurance 
is uh, is under a certain name. There's 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 usually loans that are due and and there's collateral. There's due on sale clauses. There's a lot of different things that that are binding from a halacha standpoint. That that and from a Dina de Machusa standpoint, Sir so Chaim Cohn from from Brooklyn, he in, in a piece in the Insurance Journal, he says this whole thing doesn't make any sense because it's not a real mechira. There's no way you could give this to a to a nachri unless he's also licensed. And then you have to start th- thinking about insurance fraud and do on sale clauses, all types of things. And therefore, he does not like this when it comes to Shabbos uh, either. Others, what they do is they will have, they'll give a, the guy like 5% or less, depending on the law that year, as an LLC partnership. And under a certain percentage, you don't have to uh, disclose that. And it doesn't affect insurance and all these other things that I mentioned, licensing and and the loans. And he could be a 5% owner with 20% of profit sharing and will include the Shabbos and Yantif profits. So that's another eight something in Lakewood. Most of the, the Rabbanim that deal with this, this is a, a classic star where they'll give Anachri 5% as an LLC partner. Others, prefer to just have a manage, management company. You can either create it vertically in, integrated management company that's run by a Nahri. Again, figure out the licensing, but they're, they're not owning the nursing home, they're managing it, and therefore all the nurses are working for them. They have discretion of how to serve the food, and it helps you with a lot of these issues. That's another option, and you and some of them actually bring it in-house, you know, vertically integrated, it's just a little easier to deal with, but those are the various options that people do for Shabbos. So one thing I mentioned is that Harama is worse because the harama you have a you, you have a deraisa versus a derabanan. Additionally, in, in a lot of these cases, it doesn't help when it comes to schayra bedavar aser for a di- totally different reason, and that is the reason of lifne iver. If you have even one yid in the facility, even if he's not uh, shemer shabbos, but if he's a yid, you're not allowed to feed him non kosher food. And if you if you never gave him the option of kosher food, so it's lifne iver. Now you could call it lifne de lifne that I am not presenting him the food. I hired a external company, the management company. They're doing it, but this wouldn't. This would be much worse than the when dealing with just uh, just hilchas Shabbos alone. Uh, additionally, if you are still the owner of the food, even if you have a management company, so the an owner we're going to see in a few minutes. That's where the isus chayra is. You're not allowed to own a business that does business with Dvarim Asurim. When it comes to Shabbos, there's no issue of owning a business that works on Shabbos. The issue is, I'm not allowed to tell a guy to work on Shabbos. I'm not allowed to make money specifically from Shabbos. There's Schar Shabbos issues, and there's Amir Lenachri issues. So on Shabbos, it's very simple. You could get a the management company. They don't own the company, but they're managing it. They hire the nurses, They and, and, and they're responsible for different things. They, they make... A certain amount of money for for, for Shabbos, but but the, the, you don't. It doesn't make a difference that you uh, own it when it comes to Shabbos. When it comes to Schar Bedavar Aser, you are not allowed to do business, and you are owning business that does Schar Bedavar Aser. So there are other reasons to be uh, hesitant to assume that it works. What they do in, in Lakewood, just another. Uh, I have a star in front of me, so the star from Bezdin Meisharim. So they have very. It's 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 printed in a book. So they have a like a, another added piece, a rider to a contract for someone who's doing food service. So they put it in there that the food service profits and losses shall be determined proportionally to the overall profits and losses of the business. 
and you do the math, how much it would be, and eventually you have a, uh, you have a Nachri who owns the food service, whether it's vertically integrated or an outside, you can outsource it, but that's the best Eitzah when dealing with food service. Shai, I may have gotten lost here. If you have the nursing home and most of your patients are going, is that considered doing Shaira with Isser? Yes, it is. I just mentioned another reason why, you're right, I went off tangent here, and I shouldn't have said that, but there is another reason why, why it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily help you because when you're dealing with Shaira Bedavar Asr, you're also dealing with Davar Isser. And I'm not allowed to feed Nevela to a, to a Yid. Oh, so he's right, but we're talking the life. So we have said the Chiddush that that's not your Tachlis. They could have the nursing home and I'll have to give No, so I shouldn't have said that. I, I, I feel bad. I confused I confuse the, uh, the audience. There's a de- different Isser which really we should spend a whole shear on called Lifna Iver. And that has nothing to do with Simon Kofi Zion. I'm just pointing it out. I just threw it oh, out yeah, there. Yeah. When I'm dealing with, you know, when you deal with nursing homes, you also have Lifna Iver if you're dealing with, a, uh, you know, Jewish residents. Yes, Avi, you had a question. Yeah, we're going back to Kofi Zion then. So, so, oh, so according to this, the kind of and Aruch HaShulchan, I'm, that's not my main part of the business. It's like a gas station. I'm here for nursing homes. I'm giving, I'm doing Medicaid and Medicare. That's how I'm making money, right? The, yeah, okay. Yeah, Avi? So, so I have a friend of mine, he owns a, um, like a service, you know, like, like Omni or like Yelda the Yelda, like much on a smaller version that he has Gaish, um, aid, and they're not aids, but they're like, uh, what do you call them? They're, they like, they help the kids teach, you know, they, they teach the right. kids who are shadows. So he works in a lot of neighborhoods like New York, New Jersey, whatever, and his people, they go out on Chavez to teach these kids. Now, he bills the insurance, right, let's say $70 an hour, but he only has to pay the aide or the teacher. Right, he's making a delta on it. What's that 20 bucks? Yeah, so, so Pasha, it's it's Schar uh, Shabbos. You're making money for Shabbos. You have to know, am I providing a service, a good? Yeah, it's not it's not so simple. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss it. It's, good, it's a good, uh, it's a it's a good example. Work on the, the teacher can't work on their own. They need the agency to... Right. Know, to make their own hours. Yeah, so, they, so if they could make their own hours, that would work. You have to know. You have to know if you're dispatching them for Shabbos specifically or you're telling them whenever the kid no. schedules it, then you have to go. No, they, they make their own. So schedule. it's a date denafshe. So, so it's a da, it's a date denafshe. It wouldn't be a problem of a mil nachri. Schar Shabbos, itaka would be. Schar Shabbos, you're getting, it's it's Schar Shabbos would be a much more challenging uh, area than the mil nachri. Mil nachri is easier because they could schedule on their own. But Schar Shabbos, I'm making money for Shabbos is earning me money. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll discuss this in Hocha Shabbos, but it's a good uh, it's a good question. To introduce the topic, okay, I want to move on, unless someone has a question. To to the final, the final topic we'll discuss in Hilchos Chayra is the question of we spoke, we mentioned this, you know, if you know a few times in the past regarding doing uh, doing business where I'm not I don't I'm not the owner of the business. I'm simply working in Starbucks. Can I do Chayra? Can I can I uh, work as a barista in Starbucks? Can I be a delivery guy? So we mentioned it briefly in the past. The I just want to review it and see how Lachalamaisa. The Beish Shlaima brings rise from the Mishnah and Shvius that if you are actually working, if you're an employee, but your job is to do work, to buy and sell machales um, asurais, so that is asur as well. That's called doing schayra bedaver iser. 
That's one shita. That the Darkei Tshuva brings down Lahachmir. Those that argue would say no. That the Isra is not actually doing Shaira. We didn't define it correctly the first three weeks. It's, it needs more than that. It's ownership. As I mentioned before, it needs ownership. If there's ownership there, so then your business is doing Shaira B'davar Isra. That's the problem. But if you don't own it, you're simply an employee. That would not be usher. And that's how the Darkei Tshuva Paskins, and that's how most of the Paskins say, Halacha as long as you're not an owner, you are simply doing business with something. You're working in Target, and you're selling a boar's head to, uh, you're checking out the customer. That's not called doing Shaira B'davar Isra. We mentioned last week, perhaps there would be a Shaila, let's say you, a Yid, a from Yid who works for a non-Jewish company. Can he go, he's going on a sales call or something, can he buy Trafe, uh for the client. So, on one hand, he looks like he's doing Shaira, but on the other hand, he's not an owner of the of the business. So it would really depend the meth, you know, what the method of payment is. If he has to pay from his own money, if it's his own dollar bill, maybe his own credit card as well. If it's a company credit card, probably not. But then he he would actually be doing Shaira. Now he's going to get reimbursed, but he's doing Shaira with Davar Isser, and I would I would tell someone to refrain in that situation. So there's another shita. There's a shita of Chassam Seifer. The Chassam Seifer says not only if a person is an owner, is there an Isser, there's also another consideration here. And the way the place can bring down the Chassam Seifer is that if you look in the Tameh, the, the reasons of this Isser, the Rashba says, the Shach says, that a person might come to eat it. And that's why it's only, it's limited to things that are there's a concern you might eat it. So if, let's say you're working in a restaurant, a non-kosher restaurant, there's a concern that you might eat the food. That would also be usur, even if you personally do not own the restaurant. That's the sheet of the Chassam Seifer. And this is how people understand the Chassam Seifer. The way, so Rav Moshe Feinstein has a tshuva. Rav Moshe Feinstein is talking about a truck driver. Now, many, I'll tell you the truth. Many people quote this tshuva of Rav Moshe and the Chassam Seifer as Rav Moshe is being machmer. They say that Rav Moshe says that the, that the Chassam Seifer was machmer because there's a chashash, you might eat it. But if there's no chashash, you're going to eat it because as a truck driver, if you eat the pickles, you eat the, the beef jerky, they're going to fire you. You're, it's geneva, so it's mutter. But they make a deal. But if you're allowed to eat it, you're working in a canteen or you're working at a hot dog stand in a, in a football stadium, you're allowed to eat. They, they, the, they, let, they allow you to eat, it will be usher. And that's how many people say over the Pesach of Rav Moshe and the Chassam Seifer, but they never read the Igris Moshe inside. Rav Moshe Feinstein says that the only reason the Chassam Seifer is machmir, in his case, Chassam Seifer is talking about a very interesting case, we have a broker who, we're not sure if he's an owner or a broker, it's a, it's a funny case. So the Chassam Seifer says, if I'm, I'm not exactly sure what a role this person's playing in this situation. So if it's a situation where he might come to eat it, we would be machmer. But Rav Moshe brings many rayas from halacha. He brings a raya from Hilchas Basar B'chalav. That the halacha is that there's no isser of cooking nevela b'chalav. Uh, I'm sorry, not nevela. There's no isser of cooking behemah tamea with chalav. Because ain't iser chalal iser, and it's already usr. I'm sorry, because there's no iser of bishul if it's not basar b'chalav mamish. It's not basar b'chalav, so you're allowed to cook. I why is there no concern I'm going to eat it? We don't have this concern you're going to eat machalas asuras. Chazad never made this concern, as we mentioned previously. It's only when you're doing business, you might forget yourself and come to eat it. Vaharaya, the shach was mekel. You could feed your employees. You could feed them if you're obligated to feed them on a, in a construction site. You're allowed to buy McDonald's for them, assuming there's no maris ayin, right? So I, maybe I'll come to eat it. There's no guzera that I'm going to come to eat it. So as long as I'm not an owner, or even if I'm an owner, but I'm not doing shayra, there is no gzera of chazal when it comes to 
when it comes to this, that you might come to eat it. And therefore, if you look in the Tshuva of Moshe, it would clearly hold that there would be no Isser for a person to work, let's say, in a, in a, in a non-kosher Starbucks, in a non-kosher restaurant. You cannot say there's an Isser of Simon Kof Zayin of Schoyer Bedavar Asr now. From a hashkafa standpoint, maybe there's room to be machmer like the Beishmul, that's Aleph from a halacha standpoint, but from a hashkafa standpoint, maybe it's not uh, the, the proper environment. Rabbi Yosef says that. And again, there's a lot to discuss. I'm not saying a teenager should go work in, uh, in some uh, hatsi tatsi fast food non Jewish uh, store, but from a strictly halachally speaking, this person is not violating any Isra Daraisa. And even according to the Chassam Sefer, who seems to say that if you would eat it, if you might come to eat it, it will be us, sir. If you look the way how the, the way of Moshe Feinstein understands it, that's only because the Chassam Sefer is chayshish that maybe the Isser itself is in this case where a person is doing business, he's buying and selling, but, but someone who's serving in a, in a restaurant who he's delivering something, someone who's not in that business, he's working in Target and Walmart, according to Rav Moshe, even if he's able to eat it, that would not be a problem. Uh, just one more piece, I'm sorry, I said last piece, one more piece, is that, you know, we went through the halachas of uh, and of course there's a lot to do whenever you're getting involved in a deal or in a business from an underwriting standpoint uh, halachic underwriting to make sure that you're not dealing with an isr of doing so just to point out a few different things to consider you should always know what, what type of ownership do I have over here am I a general partner where obviously I'm the owner I have to think about all these different halachas uh, to the other extreme if you simply own stock in a publicly traded company Kemat, all the Paiskim say that that's not called ownership. You are simply betting on, you know, future uh, earnings or the like, or what what the what Wall Street's going to decide how much this stock is valued at. You're not really an ownership, an owner of anything. You have no say in anything, even though you could vote. But many Paiskim say that's totally removed from from ownership. many make on that. So there will be no issue of owning stock in McDonald's. But where it gets, you know, gray areas in between. So. Many places say, let's say venture capital, or um, or very small investment in something, where you have a uh, what's the word a, a, a de, de minimum de minus, uh, amount of of uh, of earnings of of equity. So that also would not be called ownership. But once you get into the private equity space, if you own a significant amount and you have some say, then these are halachas you should take into consideration. It's interesting. Let's say you have a, of a Jewish owner. Here's a, here's a twist on the whole thing. You have a Jewish owner of a company, but he's not Shemir Shabbos, right? He's not, but, but whenever you invest with him, you do a heter iska because of the ribis component. The classic heter iska is it's chatsi milve, chatsi pikadim. So you become an owner automatically of that business. So now you got to worry about schaira, meaning... You avoid the ribbish shaila, and now you're worried about shaira. There are times where someone's being machmir against Rav Moshe. Rav Moshe held that a corporation is allowed to pay ribbis because there's no there's no uh, personal liability, so non-recourse debt uh, from the uh, the lender side from, from the if the if the borrower is non-recourse, there's no issue of ribbis. Now, not everybody goes with Rav Moshe. So you want to be machmir, make a heteriska, but if you follow the heteriska, now you own equity in, in the deal. If they're doing schayr bedavar usr, you don't want to do that. You'd rather be a lender and rely on Rav Moshe and not be an owner of the, of, the, um, of the business. It gets tricky with LPs versus, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? Is it really an LP just for, you know, limited, limited partnership? Do you really have zero say in the company or you're just shielding yourself from lawsuits? So... 
and I think once when you get into the LP or private equity space, a person should ask a shaila. But if it's simply, I would call it, you know, venture capital or purchasing money, you know, purchasing a, a stock in the stock market, that would not make a difference if it's uh, things that are that are shayla b'davar iser. Although I will point point out that many poskim, many you know, gedolei poskim say if it's something that's uh, anti Torah values. So for a guy to eat a velo is not anti-Torah values. But let's say, I'm not saying this is the right uh, example. Let's say Netflix or something like that. Something that you you decided, I'll pay your Messiah, is against, is against Torah values. A person should not invest in that. Smartphones. Uh, smartphones. Oh, casino, casino, casino. Casino, okay, good. So certain things that you shouldn't buy that stock because... Maybe that's more of a chil Hashem, but from a halachic standpoint of of, uh, of doing schar b'davaris, or you're not doing schar, you're not you don't you're not an owner of the davaris, or you're simply buying future. Years ago, somebody bought the wrong stock. They had a stock broker in the shul. It was in one of these um, magazines or whatever. He didn't know what it was. The wrong wanted to know what does this company do. Uh-huh. So he bought, it was then when it was all. It was a public company. They bought the stock. I, don't well, know. I, I sold my Disney stocks. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and your Bud Light. And Shashel no. Uh, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't making gambling. I mean, and I love all the gambling, right? He made a fortune, but he wasn't supporting. I mean, it's a funny. Right. So, as far as the gambling of Asmachta, again, it really depends. If you're the owner of, of a casino, you definitely have to deal with Asmachta Shalos. But let's say you're just gambling. You're 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 investing in. Uh, you know, let's say we we'll call it the gambling stocks or sports betting, uh, you know, uh, ETF or something. So you're you're betting on they're going to make money, but that wouldn't be a sort of geneva of a smachta. But perhaps you're supporting things that are antithesis to the Tyra. It's a good question if casinos fit so that you bill. Buy life insurance policies, you're waiting for someone to die. <laughs> ah, I don't know. Okay. 